0: (laughs) Hey baby, won't you look my way I can be
1: your new addiction Hey baby, what you gotta
0: say All you're giving me is fiction
1: With the whisper, and that was when I kissed her, and then she made my lips. I the You're change. listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Light Band. Each week, we take you around Ostopy, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners. I am Colby Wilson, he is Casey Greer. Welcome to the nation's top ranked Ostopy podcast. Once again, entering the in between. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not
2: so bad. Well, 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 what was with the chuckle there at the beginning? Just uh, changing up the intro every week now. I'm not back, back, back. A to, new tone, a back new to, uh, back to business. New volume level. No, was it. Wasn't this? It was a little deeper than nor- normal. A little deeper of the, of the tone.
1: You know, you know, you do the same thing every week. He
2: complains. You switch it up. He complains. There's no, no, I liked it. I liked it. No, it, it was no, my favorite one. I think.
1: There's no possible way to make Casey happy unless you go to Cincinnati for a football game and the night before he takes you to Skyline Chili. It was delightful. It was
2: certainly food. You you ate every bit of Skyline Chili on your plate and that's all I want the listeners to know. I did. I was hungry. Food
0: wanted, was
1: sitting in front of you me. You liked it. I was also eating oyster crackers voluntarily. That's how hungry I was. Oyster crackers are good. I will say that on the hot dogs pretty good stuff. Not really a whole lot of chili on the hot dogs. It was mostly about the hot dog. The I, plate of chili with the the It's not supposed to tickle in the back of the throat, I think. I don't it's, know what you're talking about. You're the only one that had that problem, I think. I, maybe they maybe they put more cinnamon on mine or maybe they laced my uh
2: laced my. They probably heard the bad things you were saying on the way in and it poisoned it.
1: Yes, this uh moderately well respected uh podcast as listeners in all the greater Cincinnati <laughs> skyline. I mean, we, we play over the, the in-restaurant <laughs> house PA system. I'm, I'm, I thought they broadcast us live. I mean, they might. I wonder if we could have gotten a sponsorship deal. We probably should have asked. We probably should have. No, well. Uh, and amongst the things that we actually went up there to do, um, improvement?
2: No, yeah. Looked good.
1: I would say... I would say Jeremiah Oates fall looked a lot more comfortable. He's getting back into it. He's, I think having two in the fall would have been fine. Having that third, uh, really, I think gave him a lot more comfort. Uh, Um, CJ Evans. Well, he's good at football. He is looking like the real deal. Uh, stats, FCS offensive player of the week. Uh, he's quick. He's quick. He is fast and he is good. Uh, when he did the same thing, I don't know. He's got that extra gear because he did the same thing that he did against uh, Central Arkansas, where the last line of defense, like the last guy that could have closed on him, had an angle, and CJ so just hit the afterburners, and that was that.
2: Yeah, there's the. Uh, it's nice to have that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have, having that that little the that little nos canister that you can punch right there when you need it most is. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. You can you can do a lot worse than having that guy on your team for the next three plus years, we hope. Sure hope so. Sure hope so. Speaking of young, talented people, it's time to talk about Tyler Harrow, my sweet shooting adult son who plays for the Miami Heat. Tyler Harrow um took took the Celtics to the woodshed and they they came back changed for the worse. All because Tyler Harrow, twenty-year-old Tyler Harrow, can't, born in the can't year two thousand. Tyler Harrow can't stand him. Dropping thirty-seven, and it's not like it's just Tyler Harrow, and like he's got a ball. It's it's not like when the Hawks got Trey Young. It's like all right, Trey's putting up fifty, or we're gonna lose by twenty-five tonight. Like he he's got Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic and Andre Iguodala deferring to him in crunch time. You remember when it's, Goran
2: Dragic was like supposed to be the next Steve Nash.
1: I do. And then like, he never, he, wasn't. he never did anything. He never any, did any
2: Steve Nashian things.
1: Well, he never did anything any worse either. Like he's still the same he's he's, the exact same player. He's, he's still 19 and 10 on 45% shooting yeah. every night. Yep. And somehow that qualifies as a disappointment.
2: Like I, I guess when you were built as the next Steve Nash it's a disappointment. Well, th- he that's <laughs> you you remember when Phoenix
1: uh had Goran Dragić, Eric Bledsoe and uh, Isaiah Thomas before his hip disintegrated and yeah. turned it into basically nothing? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a that was a bad time for them. <laughs> but don't change the subject because I want to talk about Harrow and I want to talk about the uh the the amazing r- crop of NBA rookies from this last year that are going to be Gonna be a nice little influx of talent for the National Basketball Association for the next little while. Harrow, Zion, and Jaw gonna be stars unless something awful happens. I will say that the the Zion, uh, his feet and legs are maybe not gonna stand carrying his body up and down the floor thing. I've I've raised my uh, level of concern ever so slightly this year, just a little. Uh, everyone who plas- passed on Brandon Clark and doubly the Thunder for trading the Grizz for Darius Baisley in a pick should feel stupid. Very stupid. But the Thunder made up for that by picking up Lou Dort from somewhere and tern- yeah, turning where, him into a playoff I Don't know stopper. where he showed up from. I, Arizona State, and I only know that because... You Googled it. No, it's because Harden, it was it was billed as the big Arizona State matchup with the Thunder and uh, Rockets because him and Harden came from the same place. I don't think anybody
2: billed it as that, but...
1: I'll, i end you right here. It will strike you. I, I don't. It, that next thud you hear is Casey hitting the pavement. <laughs> Mathis is going to be a defensive stud for Philly. Bowl Bowl. You know he's got a cool blog. He was blogging the bubble.
2: Oh really? Thibault. I believe it was Thibel. Oh Thibel was. I thought.
1: I thought you meant Bowl Bowl. No 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 no.
2: Thibel. Check that out. Thibel was blogging the bubble. It was pretty cool. Uh, Kobe White, Eric Paschal,
1: Rui Hachimura, your guy Grant Williams. R.J. Barrett, unless all the Nixiness ruins him. No, like, it's going to ruin him. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is. Like, Sorry, R.J. The best thing that could happen to R.J. Barrett is, like, a lockout or something, and his contract gets voided by some weird clause. He gets and he, away
2: from the Knicks. He, he can go play in France for two years. he'll play years for, and, his, strangely, his godfather, Steve Nash, the coach of the Nets. Yeah, that, I guess I'd like to know
1: more about that, but I also don't much care. We've had... Are we going to go for three Steve Nash references in this podcast?
2: I like Steve Nash. So. I like
1: Steve Nash, too. It's just
2: a lot of talking about a guy think, who hasn't played so. in several years. Well, he's the coach of the Nets now. So I don't think we have a third in us. I,
1: I don't think we do either, honestly. Um, but speaking of things Casey doesn't understand, let's talk about the, the Wanderers of Wolverhampton. Got the, done
2: the Wolves and the Wanderers. I don't I don't get that part. But. The, uh,
1: got done up a little bit by Man City. Well, you know, things happen. There is a – there is a uh, – there, there Discrepancy between uh, Man City spends ba- pretty much the GDP of a mid-sized of Asian country of on its talent, and I don't think your 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 Wolves do that. Where are they, the Wolves and the Wanderers?
2: I don't know, man. Okay, that it doesn't make sense to me. What do you want to know about soccer this week? Uh, what's uh What's up with soccer rivalries over there? Um, well, it
1: gets complicated because of the tier thing. Like my team. Newcastle our rival is Sunderland because we it's it's called the Tyne-Wear Tyne derby because of the Max rivers. Likes
2: Sunderland. Well, I'm it, not sure. I'm not sure. Th-
1: the Sunderland till I die uh documentary on Netflix. Th- yes, that is the team he likes. Kay. Yes. Uh it is sadness porn basically for Newcastle fans because it's like oh, Sunderland sad again. This is great. Uh but we don't get to play very often because they're two tiers below us now. So that's not good. I mean, it's kind of hard to have a rival when your rival, and especially being in, the like most teams are in the south end of the country and being one of the few in the north, it's kind of Difficult to have natural built-in rivalries anyway, made doubly so by the fact that uh, they that suck. Your 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 rival is uh, mostly getting their brains kicked in by Millwall right now, but uh, some of them are legitimately like, you you have like the North London Derby between uh and rivalries are called derbies. Derbies, derbies or derbies? Uh, I believe it, I listen to Men and Blazers, so it's a a, a very English accent I believe it's spelled Derby and they in say Derby. Derby. Uh, okay um what's the North London Derby da- the North London Derby is uh Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur and you know when like the Manchester Derby between the two Manchester clubs like those are
2: the big ones what, what derbies does my uh, Wolverhampton Wolves have? That
1: is a fascinating question. It
2: is very fascinating, and I expected you to know the answer. Well, please pause 10 seconds for station identification while Colby looks up the answer
1: Black Country Derby. The Black Country Derby. Between
2: West Bromwich Albion and the Wolverhampton Wolves. West Brom? The Baggies, right? Uh, Sure. That's Alex Sala's favorite team, so uh, got a little friendly rivalry there. Wow. So it's 64, 53, and
1: 43 in favor of the Baggies. Oh, those rascals. And the largest margin of victory in the series comes all the way back in December 1893 when the Baggies ate Wolverhampton. Zero. Ah, the old eight nil in eighteen ninety three. The eight nil
2: is not <laughs> the, the stomping of eighteen ninety three as some remember it. Yes. That great that great and glorious day. Uh who won it last? Who who's the who's got the who's got the current belt? Oh. Oh boy.
1: Oh, you're not gonna love this. Oh no. February
2: twelfth, twenty twelve. West Brom five. Oh no. <laughs> One. We haven't played since 2012. That is it because those losers got relegated. I <laughs> believe that would probably. Zing. Yep, that is the last one because they got relegated. And
1: oh, see, so you're gonna have a rival. It's gonna have
2: a rival. Wait, did they play this year? Don't they? I thought they were both back in the prem this year. I thought I. Well, I, obviously Wolverhampton is. I don't. I don't know about those stupid baggies. Yeah. Yeah, they're back in the prem this year. Oh, give me a date. Give me a date on that one. Uh, January 16th. Be there, be square. Black Country <laughs> Derby. Yeah. You hear that, Alex Sala? We're throwing down. <laughs> when these two get together, you know what you can you do? You can, you can throw, you can throw the away the record books. The these two don't like each they, other very they much they at all.
1: flat out don't like one another. You know what you hate to see?
2: Those are losers from West Brom. Oh and 2
1: Well, they did just get promoted. so. Uh.
2: Gross couldn't support a team like that. <laughs> he said two weeks after picking one out of a hat, basically. All right, let's
1: uh, turn the soccer discussion over to somebody who actually knows a thing or two about it, and we'll welcome in Lexi Maslowski of the all Women's Soccer Team right after this.
0: thought I'd never be waking on the kitchen floor. But here I lie, not the first time Now my morning has broken, and it brings the fear My mind's falling, falling Then I feel my pulse quickening the regrets can't change anything Yeah, I feel my pulse quickening When your
1: name lights up Today we welcome Lexi Maslowski all the way from the Pacific Northwest to Clarksville, where she will enter her second year as a governor soccer player just as soon as we get back to playing sports on a regular basis again. Till then this is a good way to pass the time as any. Lexi, thank you for coming in today.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
1: So Seattle. Yes the, the homeland, the hometown
0: it's a long
1: way, and there are a lot of colleges between here and Seattle.
0: Indeed, there are. I did move away. <laughs> uh,
1: how how did you end up with us?
0: Um, so I was actually playing at my JUCO, uh, Highline Community College, and basically Naomi had emailed my head coach saying, "Hey, if you have any players that are interested in coming out to Tennessee, like just let just have them email me." And I did, and I took a leap of faith.
1: That's a I mean, was it just, I want to continue the career, or is it, I want to get out of the Pacific Northwest?
0: It was definitely both. I was not ready to give up soccer, and I was completely ready to move out of Washington because I grew up there, born and raised.
1: Seattle and the Pacific Northwest in general have been taking some unfair shots lately because of the unrest, because of these uncertain times, which is a stupid Mm -hmm. phrase, but like it's not... I think people are running away with the idea that Seattle is like this lawless state and that's really not the case, is it?
0: No, it really isn't.
1: Uh what Just tell me about Seattle. I've never been. I don't you're <laughs> you're my link to it at this point.
0: <laughs> um Seattle I think is a really really great area to be in. Um it's really diverse. It's very the people there are very empathetic. They're very caring about the people around them uh, about what's important for, you know, equity and equality and stuff like that. Um, it's a really just creative place to be around. Honestly it for me It makes me feel comfortable with the kind of people that are around there Yeah, I love that area. It's very artsy and also creative and naturey.
1: Tell me a little bit about your time at Highline before you came to us.
0: Uh, so at Highline, I Only spent one year there and I transferred here transferred out of there as a freshman came here as a sophomore um, we had Highline is one of the better programs in Washington State. Uh, We were in the West Division and we were one of the, we were the top team in the West Division, one of the top four teams in the state. Uh, We had a really good soccer program, really, really good girls and competition. Um, Our coach really cared about us. We made it all the way to semi-finals the year that I was there, but then we sadly lost in the last like 15 minutes or so. But the previous year uh, we had won, or the team before I came there had won the championship for NWAC and then the year after last year so the year after i had left actually the team had won the championship again so it's a really competitive atmosphere but it's a really good place um to be at uh there's a it's a team that kind of like the misfits go to but like they're really good players that just kind of get overlooked so you face a lot of adversities when you go to highline
1: overlooked how not tall enough not fast enough
0: not even that I would just say in the scouting program in general uh, some people just don't get the opportunities that others get um, depending on where you are for me personally I don't feel that I had gotten looked at as well as I wanted to in my youth career so then by going to Highland that gave me a better opportunity to get looked at by bigger schools
1: it sounds like you have a uh, a pretty working familiarity with winning, given your time at Highline and also uh, your work in the summer, it's summers, right? With mm-hmm, Stars correct. FC, uh, The that once you start winning, because you won two titles with them, like it, it becomes a habit, it becomes a skill, the ability to win, right?
0: Um, in a sense, yes. I wouldn't say it becomes a habit. I mean, it does become a habit of winning, but it's more of a habit of continuously putting in your efforts for the people around you, even when you don't feel like you can for yourself. So it's just continually working hard for the people around you that you really care about, for like your family essentially. So it's just continually going when you don't even think that you can.
1: Is that a skill that's transferable? Is that something that because you have that knowledge you can share it with your current teammates?
0: I would like to say so, yes. Um, I think it's a lot of moral support as well from the people around you. Like the people around you have to want it as much as you do essentially. They want they have to want to pull it out of you. And likewise, I want to pull it out of my teammates because I know that we all work hard in trainings and I know that we work hard in games. So I want to do my best for the people that I play with every day.
1: When we had sporting events g- to go to, uh, you were one of the most active Govs Cup participants. <laughs> why Why is it important to you? Like I I've always love talking to the people who really get involved and really get jazzed up by yeah. it because they always have a different reason. yeah.
0: Um, Well, personally, I always like whenever my friends come out and support me, it's always been a big thing. I'm a really like I love to support my friends. I love to support the people that I care about. So I do the same for them. You know, I go out to like I went out to like a lot of the tennis matches. I went to a lot of the baseball games, some of the football games like I love supporting the people that I love.
1: The tennis thing was kind of interesting <laughs> just because we don't get a ton of regulars at tennis matches, and you were one.
0: Yeah, I was, and I'm proud, proud to say that.
1: <laughs> Did you have a longstanding interest in tennis, or is it mo- more just the support of your friends?
0: It started out as more of the support of my friends, uh, Danny specifically, Danny Morris, and then, like, Thiago. And then I started to get to know, like, Alex and Hanuka, Sarah, uh, Yana, and I just... I just made really good friends with them, and I was like, I'm going to go to all these tennis matches, and then it turned into, wow, tennis is actually super interesting, and then I started to understand it more.
1: So in researching you, um, ukulele came up with (laughs) no real context uh, behind it, just, yeah, you should ask her about the ukulele, so that's what I'm going to do now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, Honestly, I'm a pretty – I can be a pretty all – you know, all around kind of person, like just pick up random stuff on the sides, which kind of is what happened with the uke. Um, Last year when I had came here, I couldn't do the voluntary workouts in the summertime. And while I was living with uh, Morgan, Morgan Drotty and Ashley Whitaker, I had way too much free time on my hands. I got bored of social media. I got bored of Netflix. So I just saw someone playing the uke and I was like, I'm gonna pick that up. So I bought one that day and then I practiced and now I just play it in my free time. How quickly
1: did it take you to like pick it up and like, not master it necessarily, <laughs> but just know your way around it?
0: Um, Pretty quickly because when I was younger, I played piano and then I had, uh, you know, skills in like with the guitar and stuff, but my hands are too small, so I can't play that now. Um, But music, musical stuff has always been pretty quick to me. I usually catch on quickly in most new skills.
1: You have a team full of musical people then, don't you? Because <laughs> yeah. you, Claire, there's a lot of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. This fall, I know it's been frustrating for everybody. Uh, For you guys in particular, you're training like there's a game coming Mm -hmm. Friday night, only it never comes. Yeah. Just how frustrating is that?
0: It's frustrating in the sense that we don't have the opportunity to play the games, um, but thankfully our coach has been allowing us to do a game-like setting on wednesday nights like every other wednesday night which actually last night was our first night doing that where we get to put on our full kits and then we play under the lights but we play against each other obviously um but honestly i don't feel as frustrated about not being able to play in the fall right now because we still have the opportunity to practice and play against each other because some schools i learned that some schools can't do that right now like their schools aren't allowing them so i'm just thankful to be able to play right now
1: the first day back on the pitch with your teammates when you started fall training after all everything (laughs) yeah what was that like
0: um it was interesting because our very first training we had we were still separated into our pods so we were on the pitch together but we weren't together as a team we were in our separate groups but it was really good to finally get touches on the ball because back home like in seattle everything was closed it took me 40 minutes to drive to an open field that didn't have a gate and that wasn't locked i didn't have access to gyms so being able to play with my friends and my family i was really excited to be out there but obviously very tiring because of quarantines and stuff haven't been able to be as active as i normally would be
1: have you stayed positive through all this
0: um personally i try to stay really optimistic and that's just kind of how my personality is i look at the things that I can be grateful for like I'm grateful for the opportunity to play here grateful for my coach grateful for the coaching staff that I have for the great people that I'm around every day that makes me a better person and just honestly the ability to say like thank you to my body for being able to put (laughs) all the stuff that I put it through with the trainings the running soccer and whatnot and then also just like I said being able to play because I love I love playing and I love learning stuff and like being able to attend school so it's just thinking of the things that I'm grateful for.
1: You're a psychological science
0: major, right indeed, what do you plan to do with that? You know that's a great question. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out, but I know that I want to help people and I really find it interesting uh like just learning why people the way they are and really understanding like how their backgrounds have affected them and what they have gone through.
1: Is that something that is a like is there a a personal reason or is it just such a fascinating? subject
0: um a bit of both i know that like personally i go through things just hard things easy things you know things that have made me the person i am today and i know that everybody has that same like everyone goes through those things and i think it's really interesting how people's events that they've been through and even like on the macro level uh where you can't really see have affected individuals and i think that it's really interesting and i like helping people
1: lexi what is your favorite word
0: my favorite word. Um, does it have to be English? No. Uh, this will be new. <laughs> um, I would have to say "mama hoo hoo." It's a uh, Chinese. It means "so so." Uh, how did that become <laughs> the favorite? <laughs> um. Probably because of like how it sounds for one, and then two. In high school, I studied three years of Mandarin, Mandarin Chinese. Um, so yeah. <laughs>
1: What is your least favorite word? Ooh. Again, not a requirement for English. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know about a least favorite word, but I have a least favorite like mentality. Would that work? Sure. Like anything negative, just pe- just being pessimistic.
1: Who or what inspires you?
0: Um, who or what inspired me? Just the idea of being your best self and not relying on other people
1: what is the last book you read for fun
0: for fun um i think it was me before you that was a while ago though so i could be wrong
1: (laughs) what is your worst habit Uh,
0: probably procrastination right now with the online schools but i'm getting through it is
1: that (laughs) is that a Big time rabbit hole you can fall down of, I can put it off because the computer's always going to be right there?
0: Um, Not so much as like the computer's always right there, but I know that my assignments, I know that I can do my assignments fairly quickly, which is a terrible mindset, and I know that I need to get working on that.
1: What app on your phone gets the most use?
0: Probably Snapchat or TikTok.
1: What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in?
0: Ooh, Um... Probably my senior year when I thought that no school wanted me, and I knew that I wasn't ready to give up soccer.
1: How did you handle that?
0: Um, fortunately, I had, so the assistant coach at the time for Highline was actually a coach in my conference for high school, so he had always been in contact with me, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to a JUCO first before university, um, so I waited to see what universities would were looking at me and then ultimately like no one that I wanted or not a big enough school in my opinion or my perfect fit had reached out. So I had something to fall back on.
1: What is your idea of happiness?
0: Being able to be content with myself and be, have like that alone time really understand me and to be able to recognize when I don't need to be in unnecessary situations.
1: What is your idea of misery?
0: Um, probably just no, no positive outlook. Nothing to look forward to.
1: What makes you self-conscious?
0: Mm, sometimes I feel that I can be too much for some of my friends. <laughs> like I can care a little too much and like checking in on them.
1: I've never thought about it, and that like you feel overbearing almost.
0: Sometimes, yeah. Hmm.
1: Probably better to be a little too much than not enough, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I would like to think, but you know, just don't want to be a burden on people.
1: What is the most embarrassing song you love?
0: Oh gosh, um, again, this one isn't in English, but it's "Baby," but in the like the Chinese version.
1: Like Justin Bieber's.
0: Yes, yeah, like Justin Bieber's "Baby," but. The translation in Chinese.
1: You're going to have to check this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn it in high school for a project, and it just has not left my mind.
1: How would you prefer to die?
0: Um, I don't know about like a specific way, but quickly and hopefully painlessly.
1: If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why?
0: Probably a koala bear. Because they're pretty chill. They seem like they got a pretty sweet gig. They just eat eucalyptus all day and sleep. And then everyone just kind of loves them.
1: But real life teddy bear. I mean, I guess there's worse things. (laughs) What might prompt you to lie?
0: Mm. Potentially for the greater good of a person's feelings. If I know that, like, it's really going to hurt them. Um or if it's a greater good of, like, a friendship.
1: What makes you hopeful?
0: That every day is a new opportunity to thrive and do something, and that there's always something new out there to do.
1: What is our purpose in life?
0: You know, I think that that's really up to the individual and in the eye of the beholder, honestly. Everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses. Everyone has, like, what they like to do and what they don't like to do. It's kind of... Whatever you want to do, you know, you kind of do it. You live your life.
1: Regardless of who it is, what's one question you'd ask the next guest?
0: The next guest. What's some way that you think or that you want to impact someone else's life? What's yours? I personally want to be like a relief almost to someone to not have to think about you know, the bad stuff that's going on, to be like able to clear your mind and, you know, just chill out, just relax.
1: Last week, Molly Howard asked, what is your favorite joke?
0: My favorite joke? Oh, goodness gracious. You know, I love jokes, but I can never think of any of my own. <laughs> being put on the spot, I thought
1: that when she said it, I was like, man, I can't imagine being put on the spot to have to come up with a joke mm-hmm. that, it's suitable to say. <laughs> yeah. Out <loud>. yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, oh my goodness, I really don't know, honestly, but I love jokes. I love really bad pickup lines too. Bad pickup lines. Bad pick I mean, that's lines.
1: a that's a joke art form in itself. I know. What's one? What's hit me with a bad one?
0: Uh, oh, I think a really funny one is like over text message. And someone will send a dog emoji, and they'll say, "Oh my goodness, Max! Like, come over here." Sorry, he likes to follow like attractive people. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, those. <laughs> I love bad, just the bad jokes. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, it's really bad.
1: <laughs> so, Lexi, like, what are you? What's the plan for the future? What are you? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are you wanting to get out of all this?
0: Um, all of this, as in my time at APSU
1: out of life
0: um well short-term goals I plan to graduate next fall I could have graduated in the spring but I wanted to use up my last year of eligibility here um, long-term to be able to go to my job or like wake up every day and just feel like I'm not really working not feel like a hassle um, and then just kind of be able to feel comfortable with myself and then feel comfortable to go and travel the world by myself eventually
1: <laughs> Pretty lofty stuff, good luck with that Thank
0: you, I appreciate it
1: uh, Lexi, thank you so much for coming yeah. in really yeah. Of course,
0: thank you.
1: Lexi Maslowski for coming in, giving us a few minutes of her time today. As we turn our attention to the future, there is a there's a the battle, the battle brewing for the National League Cy Young Award between Jabe DeGrom of the New York Metropolitans and um, Casey's personal Lord and Savior, Trevor Bauer of the Reds. I wouldn't call it a battle, but I mean, I wouldn't either, but we can talk about your personal biases in mere moments. I don't like the Mets or DeGrom, and yet I will ride hard for him because I do believe him to be the best in the National League. He's not. He's just not. Cool. All right, let's go, let's go down the list here. Uh, K's per nine. DeGrom, more than a strikeout per nine innings better than Bauer. Home runs per nine. Bauer,
2: 1.10. DeGrom,
1: a microscopic Zero point seven one.
2: Yes, that's because Degrom plays in City Field and Trevor Bauer plays at Great American Ballpark. Let's let's throw that in there for talking about home runs.
1: Okay, let's throw that in there. He gives up uh, more well, home
2: run. runs because of his ballpark.
1: Got it. Cool. ERA Bauer the clear winner one point seven three leads the major leagues one four leads the major league. Bip. Degrom one point nine nine. Bauer two point eight seven. So that's a pretty large discrepancy of. Negative 1.14 for your, uh, your ERA to FIP difference. That is a uh, one of the larger discrepancies of qualified pitchers in all you, of baseball. I'm glad
2: you sat here and cherry-picked stats and make it look good. In all C- of baseball. Congratulations. In
1: all of baseball. Expected fielding independent pitching numbers. DeGrom, 2.43. Pretty in line with ye old ERA and FIP. Bauer, three point two two, perfectly all star, not Cy Young caliber. Mm. I mean, if we're going by if we're going by the stat head's favorite numbers, Degrom, two point six F 4 Bauer, two point five F 4
2: Your witness. That all you got? I mean, you you mean uh, the right. Actual. We'll start with, uh, for, those, for those silly gooses who still think wins is a good stat for a pitcher, Bauer, tied for third in the National League with fifth, or five, with five, excuse me, uh, NL leader in ERA, tied for the NL lead in complete games, NL leader in shutouts, NL leader in whip, uh, tied for the National League, in quality, National League lead in quality starts, National League leader in Babbitt, because no one makes good contact against him, because they can't touch it. They just can't touch him.
1: I mean so he's the national league leader in BABIP with a line drive percent that is barely 1% higher than Jacob DeGrom. So I mean if we're talking about who can't be touched it's a pretty standard it's a pretty straight line there between the two. BABIP uh, has a has a luck factor that uh you're not acknowledging there. And, a- and also and also how many of DeGrom's uh, complete games and shutouts were of the 7 inning Pretend 2020 variety. Oh, I think both. Oh, I think both oh, both. That's but nobody else that's has done That's a real. Degrom hasn't even a done real it. real When was Degrom's last that's
2: seven inning real shutout real complete game? Please, shame please point me to everybody. that date. Please point me to that box score. It's a real shame. Yeah. All right. There isn't one. It's a real shame. Right. I mean, if you're if we're
1: two playing more seven inning shutouts than Jacob playing, Degrom. If we're playing fake baseball, I guess those numbers count. Two more but seven inning shutouts playing than Jacob Degrom. Because he can't do
2: it because he doesn't deserve Cy Young. Well, he
1: can't do it because they have to pinch it. Well, I guess I'm going to pinch hit for him this year. Uh, yeah, good argument. Yeah. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> What's the point in pitching DeGrom a complete game when you're already losing 1 to negative 6 like Mets somehow always manage to do? What's the
2: point of taking him out if you're already losing 1 to 6? Probably because you Bullpen's just going to make it worse.
1: There's not degrees of losing. Who knows? You Congratulations,
2: to Trevor Bauer, on winning the first Cy Young in Cincinnati Reds history. Uh, 2020 Cy Young.
1: The Reds history? Mm-hmm. Y'all never had a side winner? Nope. That's pathetic.
2: How's it pathetic?
1: Mostly because the Braves like won it for two straight decades. So Casey uh and I have have chosen our sides in the battle between DeGrom and Bauer. Uh Casey's wrong, but you know, whatever. Uh aside that aside that I can't choose I also if I, I, I I refuse I, agree. I refuse to choose is a side in OVC preseason men's basketball player of the year voting because as per the rules and dictates laid down by my forebears,
2: I can't vote for my own players. So there's no vote at all. I just, it's, it, I can't, if I can't you were, see you myself could, getting if you could, if in. You could, if you couldn't vote for Terry, you'd vote for Jordan.
1: Yeah. I can't see myself getting in a headspace where a governor is not the best basketball player in the Ohio Valley Conference for the upcoming year. And so I refuse, it's
2: I refuse to, to give into to there's Wednesday. There's bad fiction. players. There's, everybody else in the OVC stinks, but. There's nobody else that deserves player of the year votes. No, absolutely not. Absolutely none of them. And I will I will die on that hill
1: uh, with your uh, preseason player of the year, Terry Taylor. I mean, I'm, we haven't had voting yet, but I'm going to call that a lock. I'm
2: going I'm to say the guy
1: who was the player of the year last year probably gets preseason player
2: of the you year. You mean the, the guy year. that was preseason player of the year and player of the year last year wins pre- yes. preseason player of the year again? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I'm going – it's not much of a limb to go out on, but I think I will. Um, you heard it here first, everybody. Terry Taylor, the early favorite. For twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty one OVC men's basketball preseason player of the year.
1: And I don't cart, horse, so forth and
2: whatnot. I'm gonna call the twenty one twenty two race in Jordan Adams' favorite right now. <laughs> I'm also willing to call Terry the preseason or the early favorite for the twenty twenty player of the year. Scrap the preseason part.
1: Yeah, more than likely.
2: Um, I'll give you the I'll give you the field if you give me the two govs. Ooh, God, I wouldn't
1: touch that. With no, 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 thank you.
2: If there's anybody out there that wants the field over the two govs, uh, give us a shout no, because no, you're wrong. No,
1: I'm all, I'm all set. No, thank you. Um, a new for this year, we didn't have a summertime golf tournament and we're not going to be able to have the alumni golf tournament that we usually have around homecoming. So the first Austin Peay fall golf tournament set for October 23rd. Just
2: like the fall masters. Basically, yeah, you pretty know, much we, the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's green we, jacket and all. We,
1: we're we're doing foliage this year. Gold the jacket,
2: theme. it's a gold jacket.
1: Uh, join us, won't you? Uh, Please, you can you can register online or by getting in touch with Kay Locker, or Jordan Harmon. Uh, you can find their numbers on the Let's Go P. Com website. Uh, if the price is right, Casey will drive the drink cart in your outfit of choice.
2: I don't know about that. But if I you t- do, it's if already you,
1: it's already been said aloud you, uh, and I put it in the script.
2: You tweet it. You tweet at the podcast, and uh tell me where you're at. I'll bring you I'll bring you some drinks on the drink cart.
1: Haley Meyer for your community service opportunities. Um don't know you know what that actually entails or looks like right now, but if you want to get out and do some good, Haley will be able to point you in the right direction.
2: Hey, guess what? Um if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. oh no, no. Oh, oh you want to guess? Yeah. yeah what I mean, do you got?
1: You, you asked. Um,
2: taffy's delicious? It is delicious. It's what flavor? Yes. What's your favorite flavor? I'm talking are we talking like the good saltwater taffy? You get like. The store, like the candy store in Gatlinburg, or like Laffy Taffy. Like
1: Laffy Taffy, probably. I'm like banana that. Laffy Taffy. Kind of like a bubble gum. Do they still do the bubble gum? I don't flavored? think bubble
2: gum's a flavor. I don't. bubblegum was, was a flavor? Strawberry or cherry?
1: Maybe that was it. Those were
2: good too. Yeah, but uh, banana for me. Um, but hey, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Let's Go P, or you can follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P Guffers. Go check out all the cool stuff our digital media people Eric and Robin are doing on all of those platforms.
1: Let's go Pcom for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody, Bush, and myself holding it down over there. Uh, if there is information regarding anything that can or will happen regarding our sporting events in the near future, it
2: shall be there. Hey, we're planning on uh, some limited capacity social distancing, and, yes, fans in the Dunn Center for hoops this winter. So uh, plan is the word I'd stress heavily, but whatever the plan is, You're not getting into the Dunn Center without a ticket. And our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and John Candy, have all the information you can use to get in the game. Find us on iTunes,
1: SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Make an impassioned plea to include Nelson Lamette of the Padres in the NL Cy Young conversation. Tweet us. I'm at C Wilson225. He's at C underscore Craig 19. Love yourself, love each other. Talk to you next week.
0: Goodbye. Darling, nothing ever goes exactly how you planned it. I guess I've been here long enough to see
1: time can be your dearest friend or time can be abandoned when tomorrow changes into history and oh my